Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. I had to carry over Jake because um, I'm a fan of his perspective and he's in the burbs. He's one of those folks that hates uh, Democrats. He's one of those guys that people who are Democrats are afraid to tell them they're Democrats. Not really. But I'm deeply concerned that the number of traffic stops by cops in Pittsburgh is down by two-thirds. That, my friends, doesn't help anyone. Jake, thanks for hanging, man. Go ahead. It's just part and parcel of the world we're living in. We all know this is not right. We all know this is not good. We all wish that somebody would have pulled over that criminal that murdered the poor mother of four, right? Would have caught that that illegal gun, that straw purchase gun. Yeah, I'm saying it because that's probably what happened. But when, when you listen to them and they say, don't pull over, don't go out on calls, I mean, they're calling right to defund the police and saying get more social workers out there. Yet, behind the scenes, you can go to upendmovement.org, and they're trying to get rid of social workers because they're racist, too. They're doing it in Allegheny County in the CYF program. The people who are charged with taking care, keeping kids from getting abused, and they want to upend the system. There is absolutely no way, Jake, you can convince me that it's a good thing. The traffic stops are down by two-thirds. There's no way, man. None. It's ridiculous, and this is what we keep doing. And and for poor – look – <clears throat> Me and you both feel bad for people who grew up in different situations than ours. Of course. But guess what? When I got moved in the fifth grade and went to a majority black school, they loved to beat the hell out of the new white kid with red hair and buck teeth. They <laughs> liked to beat the hell out of him. So what am I supposed to do, Marty? Grow up and hold a grudge against black people? Well, it sounds like you oh. have one. I don't have one. Well, it sounds like by I your learned- tone you do. I learned early on that, God dang, well, there, there, there's good black people and there's bad black people. And same right? with Just white like people, though. White... That's right. Uh, Thanks, absolutely. Jake. Appreciate it. I like him. He's passionate. Hi, honey. Hi. I hate to throw you in the middle of that. Um, I had the union president on for the police department. And it's a disconcerting number and it's unsettling. And we're seeing this across the country, but in Pittsburgh, Police traffic stops are down by two-thirds. And the cops are saying right now, we go to 911 calls. We're not going to do anything above and beyond. And at the end of the day, look, I understand that there are issues with traffic stops. I understand that folks 
are sensitive to it. But the solution, my dear, is don't pull anyone over anymore, right? Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a lot of other better ways we can address this situation because it is a problem. No question. So my wife is very active in the community. Would you say that's fair? Pretty active, yeah. I mean, on things that I'm I care about or that affect our family. Your family's conservative. Your parents, right? Mm-hmm. We love them. Why wouldn't we? You've been a Republican your whole life. I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel? Because I I wouldn't say I yeah I go both ways. Yeah. I, I Whoa. definitely <laughs> have voted Democrat and Republican. You have to. But but what I'm getting to, honey, is this. We talked about this in the House, this notion that people are afraid now to say they're Democrat if they live outside the city. I don't believe that. Do you? Well, I think if you're with people you think are like-minded, you're, of course, you're comfortable saying, you know, you agree with what the other people say. I think what's sad is that it's gotten so divisive and so polarized that people hate the other side and they feel like they're bad people. I know, honey, but let's be honest. You're very social. You're out with all kinds of people, women, men. You go walking. You're engaged in school. You've, you've created some dramatic change, actually, in the school district. You never come home and say, man, they're all mad at the Democrats. They're all mad at the Republicans. The party issue never comes up, I don't think, Well, face it came up in Mount Lebanon with that school board meeting. It got ugly, and it was a very much a Democrat-Republican thing. Even what do you mean? Though- what school board meeting? The school board election, the Democrats versus Republicans, they got nasty. I think. Yeah, but it, that was political. Again, that was an election. I'm right. talking about in your everyday life, you never come home and say, man, I got in a fight with Desperate no, but Housewives. I, I or, will say it's been, there have been uncomfortable situations, even in my book club. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Where I didn't people know the, feel differently. See how you learn on other. a talk show. Yeah. Give me a small example, and obviously we're not naming names. Well, we I know within my book club who are all you know good friends, we have people who feel strongly on one side and strongly on the other, Democrat, Republican. And there have been some conversations, nothing that got uncomfortable because they're all very kind, thoughtful, and polite people that yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah. want it to get, you know, or ruin a friendship or anything. But I could tell some people felt I know that these people maybe felt very differently than another person and chose to just kind of keep quiet and not stir the pot at that point because, you know, it could have gotten ugly. I see that. I have never, and I mean this, and honey, come on, I'm a talk host. I have never got gotten into a face-to-face argument with somebody about politics, ever. I purposely stay away from it yeah, I'm the because same I know it. people do feel so strongly. And unfortunately, I think... People tend to always watch the information from the side that they believe no, in. True. So then they're only hearing the one side, and and a lot of times they don't really want to hear the other side, and that's unfortunate too. It's hard sometimes to have that conversation because it's just they only see the one side. Well, I fight for what is important. I'm not going to fight with you about a sign in your front yard. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Right. We, we just don't think that way. I mean, I'm not talking for you, but we don't. No. No. Using your parents as an example, very conservative, love Trump. We never had, and I'm telling you, we never had one argument with him about that ever, did we? No, well, we purposely, yeah, yeah. 
Well, no, sure. There were some z- discussions that I had to be honest with them about things that upset me, um, particularly the um, you know insurrection at the Capitol. Right. And and they, I wouldn't say they love Trump. There's a lot of things they did not like about him, but they are they've been lifelong Republicans. But what and, I'm saying is, I think we have, and I think all the people I know have found a way that. Hey, man, we're not going to fight about politics today. We got food costs and car right. costs and we college costs to worry about. To choose another conversation plenty of things to talk about that have value that we can affect yeah i think it's sad though to be honest because i love politics i majored in government in college and my dad loves politics and it is sad when you can't have a discussion about something that you're interested in and current events and you kind of feel like you can't talk about that with not you know with a lot of different people because it has just gotten so polarized my girl Sue says she's had book club issues in Lebo too. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Let me say this, Sue. They don't talk about the book. I'll tell you that right now. No, not it's much. It's a yak fest. <laughs> it's Christine and me live. Give us a yell. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. Big drama in the house. Big drama last night. It got ugly <laughs> fast. <laughs> I got an attorney calling in, honey, uh, Patrick Nightingale. There was a, and I need your opinion on this. There was a picture, it was, it was sent up by the police department in, in Peters Township, and I showed it to you, of like four little marijuana plants, and then like oh, these yeah. little plants, uh, somebody's driveway, and the guy was arrested, and I, I just think that, Medical marijuana is legal. It's changed a lot of lives. Marijuana is going to be legalized. Looking that way. <laughs> and, and so as a news anchor, and by the way, an excellent news reporter with a master's degree from top five school in America, Northwestern. As a news anchor and a news reporter, when, when you see these little marijuana plants and some guy being arrested, don't you think at this point in our culture that that's a little bit stupid and i know that's the, not the word you would use there are a lot of things people do that are maybe more common or minor crimes that we end that end up on the news i'm yes. not talking about the news i'm talking about the cops getting a warrant and arresting a guy and i, I just man I, you destroy a life over six marijuana plants look by the way we are not drug people i mean i don't even know how you feel about legalized marijuana it's never been discussed I couldn't even use the medical marijuana when I had cancer because of immunotherapy. But we're in Colorado and it's illegal. Mm -hmm. We've never been to a marijuana bar. But it's coming, right? It's, yeah, it looks like that. I mean, I know the lieutenant governor has been a big proponent of it. We'll see if he becomes governor. But, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people support it becoming legal in Pennsylvania. So so, so I I don't think it's right to drag someone out of their house and arrest them in handcuffs and take them to jail in Peters over six little marijuana plants. Makes zero sense to me. I had to grab the man himself who knows this stuff better than anyone, Patrick Nightingale. Patrick, good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm absolutely fantastic, and thank you uh, very much for having me on the show and uh, another opportunity to discuss cannabis reform here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and why it is so critically important as this case that you're discussing demonstrates. I'm sitting here with uh, my wife, Christine, Hey, Patrick, I sent you that picture, man. Look, I find it offensive. I find it moronic. I find it absurd. 
that that was an arrest warrant, that that guy was hauled to jail for those crappy little marijuana plants. Uh, Wouldn't you agree, sir? You know, it, it, what frustrates me is you read the article and you hear this reefer madness uh, right. you know, rhetoric. Oh, my God, that is, you know, could not possibly be for personal use. He's clearly you know, <laughs> distributing ma- marijuana with, with these tiny little plants. Come on. You know, you're lucky if you pull an ounce out of, uh, you know, one of those plants when, when it's in, uh, you know, full flower. This is not, you know, a marijuana kingpin, but yet this individual <laughs> is facing felony prosecution for these few little plants. And, you know, it's, it's maddening because as long as cannabis remains Schedule 1 here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you're going to have law enforcement acting like this is the same as heroin, acting like it's the same as uh, methamphetamine, and thinking that they're, you know, you know saving uh, the youth of today from, you know, the evils of, uh, uh, of the devil's lettuce. And uh, at the same time, yeah. we are having hearings in Harrisburg that are called by uh, Senator Mike Regan, a former United States marshal who understands that legalization is inevitable, so we better get ahead of the the curve here in Pennsylvania and talk about how to do it right. Patrick, help me with something, because I'm confused. I can't wrap my arms around this case because you're spot on. A 60-year-old guy growing a couple really bad-looking plants in his basement. Big, big arrest. Come on, man. Why do cops waste their time on this? I can't understand it, sir. Can you? No, I, I cannot either, because I have conversations with you know law enforcement time and time again, and they uh, say, listen, we know this isn't the gateway drug. We know this isn't where our law enforcement priorities should be focused. Can you please get something changed in Harrisburg so we don't have to waste our time on this anymore? Uh, and therein lies the rub. It has been it has proven extremely difficult to get the uh, uh, the Senate majority and the House majority uh, to take this seriously, to have hearings and to get legislation moving forward. And finally, uh, just uh, on February uh, 7th and again on February 28th, Senator Regan, the chair of the Law and Justice Committee in the Senate, uh, in the Pennsylvania Senate, is having hearings. So we're finally starting to have this good faith discussion. In the meantime, thousands of Pennsylvanians are arrested for minor possession offenses. That's right. More than all hard hard drugs combined. It is a waste of resources. And this guy, this guy in particular in Peters, and I know it happens all over the place, he's now demonized and criminalized for a couple raunchy-looking marijuana plants. Seriously, Patrick. It's annoying. Yeah, Yeah, he's going to spend thousands of dollars in uh, legal expenses. He's facing felony prosecution. Uh, One can only hope that the Washington County District Attorney's Office will give him a uh, diversionary disposition that will not, you know, uh, saddle him with a felony conviction. Uh, For what? For what? And, you know, this uh, gentleman probably qualifies for a medical marijuana card and, you know, saw how expensive the products were. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to grow a few plants you know, make my own, uh, you know, brownies, you know, to help me with my chronic pain or anxiety or whatever the case may be. This is not a marijuana dealer. Come on, Patrick. And, and here's what happens in the neighborhood. Hey, hey, that's that drug dealer across the street. Really? Yeah, yeah, that guy's a big drug dealer. Is that really what he is? Come on, Patrick. We can do better, man. Can't we? I, I, I agree 100%. And that's why I would urge everyone in your listening audience to call their Pennsylvania state senator and urge them to support legalization, which is right now being a uh, you know, uh, champion, believe it or not, by a former United States Marshal in Harrisburg. Patrick Nightingale, thanks, my man. Anything you need, let me know. I appreciate it very much, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to discuss this topic.
My friend Maureen, who's the best out there, two bad cops couldn't get the Uber murder arrest warrant as efficiently as the marijuana man arrested. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's why I love Maureen. Yeah. At well, the end of the day, man, you got a guy in Peter's Township who had a couple of dinky-looking plants in his basement, and it made all the local media. And I find that kind of reprehensible. Not blaming the media. We chased the rabbit. But come on, man. We can do better. Live with Christine next. You're going to Hamilton tonight. Excited. I just, you just said you were going to learn how to turn your mic on. Come uh, on, Right, honey. I forgot already. <laughs> I'm very excited about Hamilton. I'm so glad you're going, not me. Oh, I, I invited you, oh, but God, you didn't want to go. It's okay. Oh. It's it's actually really one of the best musicals uh-huh. I could ever see. And I'm excited about a story I have on KDK this afternoon about one of the guys who's from our area on the tour. Something like cool. that for me feels like it's 15 hours long. Every minute feels it's like It's not hour. for everyone. I will say the music is not traditional yeah. musical music. Hey, I'm the idiot. It's extremely popular. Oh, yeah. You're one of the rare people who doesn't like it. Are you saying I'm an idiot, honey? No, I didn't say that. All right, I'm just saying. All right, so this is actually fascinating. The pandemic has dramatically changed the way anyone travels. Yeah. I mean, first it just stopped travel altogether because we couldn't be in close quarters, so we couldn't get anywhere, (laughs) like on airplanes. And and, and now, you know, it's been slow to return, it seems. Oh, gosh. And you turned 50. Yep. You look amazing. Thank you. And we love... And I don't want to speak for you, but as a family, we have really enjoyed loving cruising, taking cruises. Well, I love it because it's so easy. I mean, you don't have to really plan much at all. You you know, they organize all these excursions. You just say, I want to do this one, this one, this one. You show up. You don't have to move your suitcases. You can go to multiple places. And there's different things for different ages of, you know, us, the kids. It's worked out really well for the couple cruises we've done as with the kids. And even just you and me. I mean, those were really incredible when we did when we got engaged in Tahiti. And so we talked about celebrating your 50th, trying to cruise. But man, that business dramatically shut down. Well, yeah. I mean, it's really sad to see. But I mean, if you think about like just the nature of a cruise ship, it's a lot of people in a very small confined space. So I guess it kind of like the antithesis of coronavirus. It's a really big area for cruising. Uh, Seniors love cruising. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people in the Pittsburgh area love cruising. And, and so I wanted to grab the, the best I've ever known at this. Uh, my man John Krieger with CTC Travel, because he'll be honest with us, and we're thinking about this stuff. I know a lot of people are, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. John, how are you, brother? Doing great, Marty. How are you? Give us the lay of the land, my man. The cruise <laughs> business. What's it gone through? And I'm getting the inkling of a feeling that we're about to see dramatic change for the better, sir. Yes, we are. But before we go there, Marty, I want to tell you something that's really important for your listeners. And that is um, the amount of change that's happening every single day in the travel industry uh, in general, not only on land uh, packages, but also on the cruise side. And so... Um, I last night I sat up and I read um, all the protocols for all the major cruise lines, and uh, woke up this morning and checked at my email, and they had changed. Um, and so one of the reasons 
that you need to have a travel agency in your corner who knows what's going on is the the rapid changes that are happening in our industry. And you're right, it is getting better. Uh, you know, cruising is uh, the safest way to travel, and it always has been, and that shocks a lot of people because, um, as you pointed out, you've got a lot of people in a, in a confined area, and that might be the Petri dish, as they call it, for, uh, for the COVID virus. And um, let me tell you a little bit of history, uh, if we've got some time here. Um, we've got the CDC, which started in 1946, and they were charged with uh, basically foreseeing and forecasting the, the safety uh, for Americans in general, regardless of, of what it was. Um, and um, when in doing that, uh, and the cruise business started to boom, the CDC set out uh, protocols that were higher for cruise ships than anything else. And I'll give you an example. When you and I were on the air uh, a couple years ago, the big thing we were talking about was the norovirus. Oh, yeah. We oh, remember yeah. that. That was, yeah. that was not right. good. Right, and the norovirus really basically is a bad case of the flu. It is. A bad case of the flu, but uh, you don't die from the norovirus. You just get really sick. And so uh, the cruise lines had to um, watch what's going on with the norovirus, and that. A particular virus and anything that happened on cruise ships with uh, in in the numbers of three or more. In other words, three or more uh, deviations from normal life on a cruise ship had to be reported to the CDC. Hmm. That put the cruise lines under tremendous um, scrutiny. Um, imagine. Uh, if they applied that to airplanes or to hotels or to other countries, um, if we had to report everything, imagine if you're staying at the uh, MGM Grand in Las Vegas with 5,000 rooms, how many things were going on there that would have been reported uh, for uh, on cruise ships uh, through the CDC, and that's why uh, cruising has always been a great uh, target for um, the news media because they know more about what's going on through the CDC than they know uh, anywhere else. All right, John, hang on, man. Got to go to a yeah. break. Hang on, all right? Yeah. Here's a note from a woman. Just got off a cruise Saturday. Three negative tests just aboard the ship. They announced at the end of, of the cruise that they had zero cases amid passengers and crew. We're talking about cruising. Don't miss this info. All right. We're talking about cruising. Uh, we're with John Krieger, CTC Travel. It's Christina. Me, Go ahead, honey. Hey, yeah, John. So I didn't even realize, are cruise ships actually back out now? And if they are, what's different? Um, there, there are significant differences. And the first cruises uh, came out 
in um, June of uh, 21, and they were celebrity cruises, one uh, out of the Caribbean and one in Europe. And obviously the cruise experience was different because the CDC and the cruise lines got together and created what they considered a physically safe environment for cruisers. Now, I've been on uh, three cruises uh, in the last three months. I'm going to go on one in 10 days. Um, Never felt safer uh, because, remember, cruising was safer long before COVID. All right, right. I don't want to run out of time with you. There's important stuff to get to here. So, John, if someone goes on a cruise today or next week, do they have to wear masks? Do they have to get tested every day? Is, is that kind of stuff in place? Okay. Mar- Marty, the 1st of May, uh, 1st of March, rather, the rules are going to change. And masks are, for the most part, and this varies from cruise line to cruise line, will become optional. Uh-huh. Uh, you will have to have a uh, be totally uh, vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, to, in order to go on a cruise, but uh, you will find, and I went on even with the max mask mandate still in place, and it was a great experience, uh, and I never felt safer. And there were certain areas on the ship where, uh, like outdoors, uh, the casino, and so forth, where you didn't have to wear a mask at all. So it isn't the difficult thing that they thought it was going to be and turn cruisers off. And um, now, as of March 1, some of the cruise lines are doing away with mask mandates altogether. So, John, are you finding that people are wanting to go back to cruises? Like, should people start signing up now? Are they starting to fill up, or has it been kind of slow for people to return? It started slowly, but... Uh, and be right after the June, June of this year mm-hmm. with the first two sailings. But it's picking up speed, and particularly people who are booking two and three years in advance. Oh, Believe wow. it or not, we're selling 2024. Wow. Uh, people who want to go have tired of staying at home, and uh, but they want to know that they've got enough time between the COVID problem mm. and their cruise. So they're, they're booking like crazy. And as a result, the prices are, start, are going up instead of down. Hey, John, John Krieger with CTC Travel. Everyone that I know that owns a business can't find employees. Are the, <laughs> are the cruise lines experiencing this, experiencing this, my man? The cruise lines are finding this to some extent, but part of the reason that they're doing okay is that part of the protocols from the CDC made them sail with reduced capacity. So I was on Symphony of the Seas, which is the largest cruise ship in the world with Royal Caribbean. It carries 6,200 passengers, uh, over 2,000 crew, and... uh, there were only 40% of the people on the ship wow. um, because of the protocols. Wow. So it was like a ghost town. Wow. Uh, and uh, you felt completely safe, uh, and we had a great time. Uh, so 
the, the CDC has forced the cruise lines into some very difficult situations, and we could spend two hours on that. Uh, but uh, reduced capacity, also social distancing, all of these things have reduced the number of people um, that we can put on a ship. And but John- again, May, May, March 1, a lot of this is going away. Uh, this is the best time to do nice. this show. Nice. As we've seen, we never know what's going to be the ne- happening the next day. Do, is trip insurance, does that cover if you get COVID or something happens because of a virus? Yeah, there are, all, there are several different kinds of cruise, insur- cruise insurance and trip insurance. Um, but um, if you get the uh, COVID virus, um, your insurance is going to cover you. Uh, in some cases, it's going to fly you back. Let's say that you got it in Portofino in Italy, and you had and you were found to be uh, COVID positive. Um, they have uh, medical facilities available to you. They have. Uh, if you have to be vac, if you have to be uh, quarantined, they've got that set. Hmm. And until recently, some of the cruise lines were actually chartering private jets and flying people back to hmm. the United States. Uh, got to go, John. You're my man. We'll call you later. We've got to do this again. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Important Thanks, John. Stuff. John Krieger, CTC Travel. One thing he did say, I think it's important, a travel agent. For this kind of stuff, there's so many rules changing, it definitely helps. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero.
Toyota. Let's go places.